0: attention pokemon players you are listening to triple p the pittsburgh pokemon podcast on today's episode jake gets ever closer to top 32 chuck works out his funk with riley and rotation is on the mind
1: chuck how are we doing today my friend i I am doing a-okay buddy a-okay um Getting a little getting a little allergies kind of thing, making me a little stuffed up. So my As, As am I. Um but other than that, uh doing okay. Right. Um, did uh I am working out my funk, but uh I have I have to uh say I'm sorry to the people that were wanting Riley. I did not get to play it this week. I built the deck but I accidentally left it at home. This is a... blasphemy, Chuck.
0: This is the second <laughs> punishment in a row that you refuse
1: to take. I, I don't I think the people, the people
0: are going to aren't gonna want – the people are not going to have this. We need justice.
1: Now, yes, I will play it again. I will go out this Friday, and or I may try and make a special trip tomorrow to a different league just to play this fun deck for you. Uh, <laughs> Super for you guys fun. um because I I just grabbed the wrong deck box. Uh I made a quick grab uh like quick grab out uh at work this weekend to and I just grabbed kind of my deck sleeve. Uh my little quiver that holds a bunch of decks which I thought I had put it in there because I built it and I usually do uh but I didn't. So, when I got there, I did not have it actually with me. It was still on my desk.
0: The so, disappointment that must have uh, overcome you when you realized <laughs> you,
1: you couldn't play that deck. Uh, yeah, I was, <clears throat> I will say, I was not disappointed that I didn't get to play it, but uh, that just means I've put off the fact that I have to play it still. So, uh, I mean, I let you off easy last time that you had
0: your punishment with the fossils, only having to have you do it once. I feel like there must be, you know, there there has to be further punishment. Like the, the we the the people, we're not going to stand for
1: this, Chuck. Yes, we, we. You got to come up with something. I guess I don't know. <laughs> I I don't have. I I. It was my mistake. It was a mistake, honest mistake. Couldn't go back and get it. Uh. So. Uh, it yeah. was it was unfortunately it was Valentine's weekend. I would have went out on Sunday honestly. I wanted to go out and play again on Sunday, but uh we were doing fun stuff for the weekend so no, very
0: cool, very cool. um
1: yeah anything else going on then uh, other than
0: you uh denying playing Riley
1: uh no no nothing else than that just spending did, did you get late.
0: at least did you get out of your funk?
1: yes I've been I, I've been getting i found uh I've been getting out of my funk. I found something that I'm enjoying playing. I'm doing well online and uh, I did semi decent in person. So uh, getting out of it, uh, hopefully I can keep, I'm excited about it. Kind of want to keep playing it, right. uh, but uh, we will go from there. Uh, enjoying a little bit of a Lost Box variant that I built myself. Uh, not built myself, but put the Pokemon in myself. So Put, put
0: your uh, own finishing touches on that deck. Yes. Yes. Very cool. Very cool. As as a fellow lost box player that's pl- playing a deck that's maybe not a, as atypical of the meta um, with a couple different different, um, you know, avenues that I, I decided to go to, um, you know, that just means that, you know, that deck is just so fun and versatile that you can play, you know, basically anything.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, we can talk about that. We can talk about that later, I guess, if you want, uh, but how was your week? Uh,
0: my week was uh, yeah, all right. Uh, I'm still recovering from my, you know, my dental fiasco. Um, yeah. I only went out to Thursday locals this week, and you know, I, in preparation of Knoxville, I was, I've been doing three times a week, uh, just to get that, that IRL preparation uh, feel for the deck. Although Monday there was no chance I was ever going to make it. Thursday I went, and Friday I was just still feeling a little down, maybe. Um, <clears throat> with like maybe that seasonal cold i think it didn't help that you know the the dental stuff probably all my body is you know trying to recover from that so i you know I, it was just pushing me down a little bit and i you know i fell a little bit under the the weather getting stuffy nose uh you know congestion all that fun stuff um but yeah, yeah played played locals um went three one uh felt pretty good about the deck Um, you know, I, there's still one or two cards in my lost box deck that I keep like changing out or depending on the meta or whatnot. So, um, still just trying to lock that in, especially for team challenge. Uh, we were, you know, trying to make it to top 64, um, this week. Uh, and fortunately, uh, we ended up winning again. Uh, so the funny thing is last season when we made our top 32 run, um, in, in this round, in uh, what was it 124? I can math right. Um, yeah, this is 128, 128. 128. Yeah, uh, we played <laughs> Olympus games and we came out on top last season. Um, funny enough, this season in the same round, um, trying to make top 64, we played uh, Olympus games again. Uh, this was a very, very close matchup. Uh, it ended up going down to the wire. We were tied 4-4, uh, and <clears throat> we were into game three against my matchup, which it was. Uh, lost Gudra versus Lost Ray, and I had the you know the weight of the team on my back uh, in the must win game, uh, and I I clutched it out, uh, which felt really really good um, being able to make a couple really key plays in that deciding game, especially after game two. So game one in that series I won pr- pretty handily. Um, I play a version of Ray where I can hit through Gudra or Giratadon um no matter what they do uh because i could just have five energy attached uh i made that conscious decision to do that for my deck uh so it worked out really well in game one game two um i probably had the worst starting hand um that i've ever had and i fell far behind and i actually almost brought game two back uh but ultimately way too slow of a start in that game and then game three um, pulled it out with an early one, uh, put a little pressure on. They didn't have the fastest start and escape rope basically to kill their Gudra uh, that was trying to set up. Uh, and it was just kind of game set and match from there. They couldn't really do much. Uh, they tried to boss stall me at the end and uh, just didn't work out because, you know, uh, Lost Box just has a lot of switch outs. So mm-hmm. felt pretty good to bring home the dub for the team. Um, not to say that I've been riding on the coattails, I- I've been doing my part. Uh, but never really stood out or had any clutch, clutch wins. This is definitely the clutch win for me um, this time around. And it felt good to kind of pick up the, pick up our teammates. Um, and and I would say, you know, you know, closing it out, you know, give myself a pat on the back, I guess this week. I, again, uh, can't do it without my teammates um, from, you know, from Adam just always being consistent throughout this season and last season, uh, Mike being um uh, you know, just that pillar of this season as a newer player, just is f- phenomenal. Uh, James this week uh, was, you know, he was the coach, uh, but being there and, you know, doing the coach thing and, you know, keeping everybody in check and, and just knowing their outs and just kind of keeping everybody calm. Uh, very, very good job on his part. Um, and then myself, you know, just uh, <clears throat> trying to keep it consistent and, and helping the team and always being a plus. So, um, really love this team um excited about you know what we can potentially do um you know going forward and we're just one win away from returning to top 32 and just based off of you know the spoils of last season um I really want you know all those stuff in the you know for sports car Junction to get uh, you know the plaque and the banner and all that stuff um just to add to it just to show that we weren't just like a one-time flash to pan kind of thing so we're one win away from at least, um returning to the same level um which i'm very very um nervous and excited and ready for um on the same token um i'm ready to do more but i, I definitely not looking ahead or past any opponent because obviously uh going into the round of you know 64 try to make it to top 32 um everybody's you know earned their spot this far so uh, it's yeah. gonna be a tough match, and hopefully, you know, we'll just prevail like we have been, being steady, uh, and, and you know, taking on the dub.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, good luck. I know you guys mm-hmm. you do you do well. I'm rooting for you as well, and yeah. uh, you know, enjoy the the bye week. All uh, right, that you get well because being saying week bye off. week,
0: I, I do have a little bit of a gripe when it comes to uh, team challenge here. Um, which I don't have a gripe with the bye week because I get it. It's OCIC week, and we'll talk about OCIC in a a few minutes here. Um, But going past OCIC, the weekend after is Knoxville, um, and we don't get a bye for that. Myself and Mike are both going together. Um, So we're in a little bit of a disadvantage here, uh, depending on when we can schedule our game. Um, hopefully we can get it Friday after we, you know, know, a long eight hour drive plus check in and then maybe play on our, on our, um, mobile devices, um, which is a little frustrating there or, you know, play a Sunday. If, you know, both of us do well, then we're kind of putting our team at a disadvantage, um, you know, because there will only be two of them. Um, if we both make day two, you know what I'm saying? Um, so I'm a little frustrated in that sense, because obviously Saturday is like a, you know, we can't play that day. There's no chance to heck. And I I don't remember what the 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 default date is. So I'm I'm hoping our opponents are flexible um, and willing to, you know, go about our schedule a little bit on this one, just because we'll both, uh, you know, two of the half of our team is going to, you know, Knoxville. And I hope it doesn't
1: ruin our chances going forward. I hear you. That would uh, that would be a bummer. Uh, they have had that issue a couple times now, for um, regionals being the same weekend as it. Uh, I think Liverpool was the last one that kind of hit, it and people were complaining about that as well.
0: Yeah, which I love the the team challenges. I just wish. You know, I mean, I get it, they want to get it finished with uh before live. You know, live is the main uh thing they want people to be able to transfer their accounts. Um, but maybe a little bit more foresight or 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 you know, starting that that round a little bit quicker or you know, the the cut rounds a little bit quicker. Uh, something something to try to avoid. Um, you know, potential for my team or any other team, really. Um, to have, you know, half their team or or more unable to play just because of a a regional. And I'm not, I I would never fault a player for, you know, choosing to go to a regional because, you know, that's what we actually play for, CP and all that stuff. Um, You know, so those are more prestigious uh, events. But, you know, if they're trying to solidify team challenges, a format that we're going to see throughout the next, uh, you know, few years, uh, maybe a little bit more uh, foresight when it comes to scheduling to over those kind of events,
1: yeah, for sure. On that one,
0: but yeah, um, so like I said, I, I'm still excited though. Uh, the team's doing well. Uh, we'll see how we do. Uh, we'll make it work. Uh, we got our devices, so I already have you know, we already have a plan of what we're gonna do if we can, uh, you know, get our game on a Friday or Saturday or Sunday. Um, uh, but we we'll, we'll, we'll see all right chuck um this week you know um is OCIC the last tournament uh, the last IC tournament i guess um with this current format uh, so the next time i think NIC is the next one um and by that time we'll have rotation so it'll be a completely different meta um so uh you know we're going to have a lot of the same heavy hitters um, at you know deck wise, um, and we've talked to all those decks in a, in a, in advance. But um, maybe just a little bit of a quick recap of maybe what what stocks are high and low on your end of you know maybe you know five or six decks. Uh, what do you, what do you think is going to see success here?
1: Um, I think we're going to see um, quite a, a similar lineup to what. We kind of saw in Orlando, um, the, the Lugia, I mean, probably a little bit Lugia heavy. Uh, but what we might see is a little less of the, the decks gear towards Lost box and gear mm-hmm. more back to Lugia. You might find uh, be that it's an IC. You'll get some more international players that will have a little bit more creative, uh, Ideas bringing back maybe the Vika Volt, uh, Palkia, like not necessarily Vika Volt Palkia, but like that type of thing where it's count with it's it's countering the Lugia hard, uh, and then can do well in other matchups. Uh, I mean, the Vika is
0: still really good against Lost Box as well, um, just because the item lock. Um, so I mean, Vika's you know, a deck that does pop up here and there, it's it's taking a first, it's taking a second. Um, in recent tournaments. So
1: um,
0: that's not a bad take.
1: Yeah, that, that, that would be my only kind of like uh, thing. I think you're still going to see lost box and numbers. You're still going to see, and most likely the Rayquaza variant, um, the one that everyone's kind of been leaning to, you will probably still see, you know, Lugia be at the top. You'll see a good amount of Mew. Um, that'll be number three under the, like, if you combine all the lost box variants into one, uh, and then maybe Gudra, but I think Gudra might take a seat. Uh, yeah, I think dragons might uh,
0: just kind of see a dip here.
1: Yeah, I think they may take a dip in favor of the more counter. Uh, not something that's going to jump up and take its place, but you're going to see a dip in those numbers because more people might be playing more counter archetypes with like the Aerodactyls or the Vicovolts, so...
0: Right. I think Dactyl is definitely a deck to take a look at or or be prepared to see if you're going to OCIC. Um, but for me, I mean, I think Lugia is still going to see its you know, 20 25% play. We're going to see Lost Box, like you said. I think we'll see less of a percentage of it because it did overall uh, poor uh, in Orlando compared to the percentage playing. Um so I think you'll see less lost box. Obviously Mew, I think, sees an uptick because um, I know a lot of Mew players were scared of Sky Seal Zone and which, you know, it could still be very relevant, but I've either seen A, it's just kind of hard to, you know, make it work perfectly in that world with the Sky Steel Zone, um, or B, um, players just haven't teched it in or or decided to taking it out now that it's just kind of not as consistent um, of a play plus Mew isn't like the number one deck to be chasing, and I think that's the the deck that's going to hurt the most. So, I think you're going to see a dip in that kind of a play. So, I think Mew will actually see some pretty good success. Plus, you know, OCIC, those Australians love Mew. Um, so I think there's gonna be a lot of Mew out there and, and a lot of Mew success for sure.
1: Well, I mean, if we go off of uh historical data for for. Australians, we might see Durant uh, up there because it made top top four in the Brisbane Regional, but I don't I don't think Durant's going to show up. Someone from Australia may definitely bring it to OC, OCIC, but... What, Durant? Durant, yeah. Oh, man. But, but, <clears throat> uh, it didn't make top four this year, so... Yeah, it, no,
0: it, it did. Too. I think... I, I don't know. I don't think Durant has the same power, especially with a lot of these lost box decks decks and, and sableye it just makes it really rough on them um yeah but you know who am i to say that you know that somebody hasn't broken durant that's been brewing this up for this specific uh <laughs> hey, tournament, you know be, coming
1: up yeah maybe he's been mastering the 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 same same guy that played it in brisbane's been mastering it so who knows? right right um
0: so aside from okay so You know, we've kind of done a rundown of what we think that we're going to see, just meta share wise, and in in day one. Um, I just want, you know, I get. We're going to just jump right to it. Um, What deck wins OCIC? Uh,
1: Um, I don't. That's a hard pick. I don't want to pick Loogie again. I don't think it can. I don't think it back to back. And I really. I'm, I'm, I'm going to actually go on. I'm going to say I don't know which variant, but I'm going to say a Lost Box back deck wins.
0: I mean, I would love to see that. Mm-hmm. I don't think Lost Box really sees a big showing um, in day two. Um, I think more people are going to go for those consistent archetypes that you have to think a little bit less. Uh, not to say Lost Box is not a good deck because obviously it is. Um, and selfishly I, I kinda hope it stays down just because less people will be prepared for it or teching for it, uh, going into Knoxville. Um, but I honestly think that it's Muse tournament to to win or lose this time around. Um, like I said, I think you'll see a uptick in play just because um, you know, it's more popular over there. Um plus obviously it's just it's just really good. Um it could outpace any of the Lugia decks out there. Um it has good matchups against um, any of those dragon decks that pop up um, Reggie's is 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 you know sometimes 50 50 uh, lost box it can feel pretty okay it's still kind of a up in the air matchup but I think Mew also is just really really good against a lot of those random decks uh, that you might see in day one uh, so we'll have a high percentage in day two and then you know, I just think again, a lot of the skilled players might be playing Mew or are on Mew. Uh so I I, I expect big things from you this week.
1: Yeah, that's not a bad pick I do I, I don't I don't see I don't foresee Reggie's being a popular pick this week, this that at OCIC. Oh, see, see, I just don't uh unless unless Americans bring it in mass, right? I don't I, see it. I don't know.
0: <laughs> I, I feel like Dragons are still going to see a lot of play that will push it down cuz like when dragons are really good, reggies are really bad. But when dragons fall down, reggies are actually a pretty good play. So it's just a matter of that stock where it meets on that wheel. So where are we going to see a lot of dragons that push the reggies down? Where do you think those reggie players call it in the right time um where there's not a lot of dragon hate and then, you know, it can obviously just, you know, take some of these matches. Uh so I guess it's uh, remain to be seen. Um yeah. I wouldn't say Reggie's necessarily the horrible pick for this week. Um, I'm definitely respecting it going into Knoxville in two weeks, uh, but you know that's another deck that might you know pop up a little bit.
1: Yeah, I mean it. The, the, it's definitely a North American thing where it definitely sees a bigger jump in numbers. So
0: yeah, uh, with that. Okay, so you know, with that being said, uh, we've talked about decks that are you know in and out of the meta meta decks for sure is there anything that's new at the end of this format gonna come out of this weekend where we're like oh did you see this deck oh we gotta play this deck at locals or this deck on ladder um anything like that gonna pop up this weekend where it just gets the community's you know imagination running
1: uh no i mean i don't i don't i haven't seen anything that new really kind of pop up um Recently, besides from like Xander control or something like that,
0: yeah, I mean, we um, expect Xander to have some kind of control.
1: Yeah, if Sand, I mean, if Sanders there, I I'm, I think he should be, but oh, yeah, I, I would there, see no reason why not. Um, uh, I would expect some sort of that would be in my top, like, I would literally put him in the top eight. I I'd just be like, you know, <laughs> four Lugias, or no, I'm probably going three Lugias, three, two Muse, two Lost Box and then sandra whatever Sanders playing like that would Two literally box, be, box. be yeah yeah um I, another
0: thing though that uh that might pop up is you know some kind of uh arceus uh variations maybe arceus flying pikachu something else um you know arceus is seeing an uptick in play um it has you know it has different matchup spreads too depending on what your meta call is so Maybe a dark horse is some kind of loss or uh for a Lugia match or loot, not Lugia, I'm sorry. Um, Arceus, uh, deck,
1: maybe. Could could dark horses, like you said, dark horse, it didn't kind of be catchy, yeah. Um, I would I, I wouldn't mind characters.
0: seeing Arceus jump up there and in and, and get to you know have the creative juices flowing again when it comes to uh a different type of deck because I feel like you. We've been in this meta for the last few months where it's Lugia, Lost Box, Mew, and then, you know, a handful of decks that kind of go in and out of the meta depending on where, you know, the techs are for that given week. Uh so I would like to see, you know, maybe something new come up, but I I very much doubt it. Um we're we're in a pretty uh steady meta, uh, where I don't think that people are gonna play that much out of the box, or even if there's even that much, you know, outside the box thinking even to be had at this point because most decks or deck ideas have been theorized and you know played out uh, for for positive or for for negative.
1: Yeah, I kind of agree with you on that one. So i I, I would kind of be shocked if there's something new, uh, new to the scene that we haven't already seen or at least a slight variant on it uh uh and that would be my biggest kind of sh- shock right yeah i tend to agree uh
0: so we'll see Um, uh, i'm I, again i'm still excited to uh watch um you know competitive pokemon uh it's always fun uh even if it's just background stuff just seeing you know all you know the production value that goes into the streams just you know the high level pokemon play um, is always, you know, something to be learned um, while being entertained. So, uh, again, looking forward to it. And I'm, I'm bummed that I can't go because I've seen a lot of these, uh, you know, a lot of top players, a lot of just players in general going to um, Australia and then, you know, on Twitter, uh, already out there kind of just doing that tourist thing. And I'm, I'm a little jealous while I'm sitting at work, uh, still kind of recovering from, you know, my dental work and just kind of being a little under the weather.
1: Uh, I'm like, man, I would rather just be there in the sunshine. (laughs) Yeah, I hear you on that. I mean, I would like to be in Australia myself. Um, That's just a that's a hard one to get to. But. uh, I'm sure it's
0: a good vacation spot to go to, though.
1: 100
0: percent. One day I'll go. It's a bucket list place. Yeah. All right, Chuck, I know you haven't played your Riley punishment yet, um, you know, but. This is I see, and I feel like it's a good opportunity for us to do another one of our little fantasy drafts, real quick. Um, you know, picking, you know, five, you know, maybe take five players each and just see where we land up. Um, when it comes to that, um, so how or what, what say you? Do you want to do another draft? Uh, you you ready to put some more stuff on the line? Yep, yep, yep. We could do another draft. All right, all right. So let's do another draft. Um, again, we'll see what player goes the furthest. If you know the, we have a bunch of players that are around the same, you know, don't win it or anything like that. We'll see. You know, the average of our player base that we pick, um, and then we'll decide a winner from from you know how our our drafts go uh, that way. Uh, Chuck, do you want? I, I don't know. We we did this before uh, before our trivia, so we don't really have a you know, first pick uh, kind of a thing.
1: Do you all, want to just flip the right. coin for it? We'll roll a die. All right. Die. You want heads or tails? Uh, heads always. It's, it's, it is heads. You Let's go.
0: So I get first pick. Let's go. Uh,
1: oh, honest, man. How honest of an individual I am. I, I I know you could have literally just
0: told me tails and I would not have <laughs> known the difference, but uh, I appreciate you, my friend. <laughs> Um, oh, man, this is hard because there's so many great players, Um. but I'm going to have to, you know, first and foremost, lead with the guy that won me the last time we did one of these. And that would be toward Reckless. Yeah. I
1: figured that was coming. Uh. So. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to take my number one pick who did well for me last time, but uh, did not ultimately win IC but has won an IC before so I'll I'll put my money in on Azul I mean Azul's a solid player uh so we'll see it, so.
0: yeah well somebody that's gunning for it and it's just always at the cusp of, of success and we talked about him a little bit last week um I and I know he's hungry so I'm going to Isaiah Bradner there's no way he's you're going to hold that
1: guy back Yep, that's a good pick. Uh, he he'll definitely be wanting uh, wanting to do come back after the that that finals appearance, right? Uh, I I'm gonna go ahead and pick Grant. I'm gonna stick in the Azul training <laughs> training group. I'm gonna go with Grant Manley. I think he's got something to. To show up this week. I think they're gonna have the sauce. I think that whole group's gonna do well. I, it, it's, it's a solid pick for sure. Um, you know, talking about
0: Australia and loving you and you know, a player that's had success at OCIC
1: before. You're um, steal my pick, aren't you? What you're gonna steal my pick, aren't you?
0: Natalie Miller. Natalie Miller. There you are gonna be my token Australian.
1: No,
0: <laughs> let's go. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Snatched her right was, before you picked. <laughs> yeah, I was I was debating on when to, when to take that pick. So now I have to come up with a different <clears throat> different one. Put a little right, pressure well, on you, my friend. Yeah, a little, little bit more pressure. All right. Uh well um let's go back to this other list here. Um you know I'm gonna go ahead and, I he's good for top eight, so I'm gonna think maybe he gets it done this time. Maybe he gets it a little bit further. I'm gonna take Sander. I'm gonna take Sander oh, with Yeah,
0: yeah that's a solid pick. Um, all right. So my next pick, uh, another always, uh, you know, top players when multiple. Uh, regionals, um, is always you know up there. Um, uh, day two and whatnot. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put my money on Ian Rob.
1: Oh, that's good. That's a good pick. I was, was the beat, debating on him. You're stealing a lot of my picks this time. Going, going, getting Let's the go. first pick. <laughs> um, two more for um, you. Two more. Two more. Yep. I got got a couple picks and I'm not sure who I want to take first uh, we'll wait on that one maybe it might be a good idea might not be a good idea we're going to go ahead and say uh, I'm pretty sure Stefan Ivanov should be there so we're going to say Stefan
0: Yeah, there's so many great picks and I guess it's hard to pick so you know a couple come to mind here um it's really between two for me here, so I'm I'm kind of thinking, do I go Hen- Henry Brand or do I pick uh Sinichi? Um I don't know. Um, I it's just so hard to pick against him, but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Henry Brand. You know the Aussies are gonna yeah! show up there.
1: <laughs> you stole both by Australians, you fool. <laughs> you should have picked them earlier.
0: you had opportunities
1: i did i totally did all right
0: uh i'm I'm picking the australians i'm putting my money on them they're in their homeland
1: you know yep well Well, i I don't know any other australians so i'm gonna go to the list yes you do
0: yes you do we are. No. We interviewed one before.
1: Who am I forgetting?
0: His YouTube channel.
1: Oh, shoot. Sable Eyes. Mitch. <laughs> Solid player. I mean, I love the
0: guy, but he, he's definitely, you know, not in front of Henry or, or Natalie
1: there. No. I love you, Mitch. I'm not gonna pick you. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Brent Tonnison. He's the top ranked Australian player at the moment, tied with Natalie. So yes, I'm gonna make sure that I have an Australian on my team because go Australia. I know home team represents. So Brent, I'm rooting for you. Let's take the whole thing down. Let's go. I know you're not. You probably don't even listen to this, but hey, if you if it's it gets fine. to you,
0: that's fine. Um, it, it, you know, so we'll what we'll do again is I think just this time around we'll just say, hey, loser. Um, we'll leave it up to the Twitterverse on who gets punished or something uh, along those lines. So we don't have to. It's open ended uh, right now for what's on the line, but um, you know, we love. Well, I, I would say I love giving uh, Chuck these punishments because so far I haven't had to have one. So. Hopefully my team keeps me on that uh on that pedestal Between, and I don't have to it. jump off. <laughs>
1: <You> got this.
0: <laughs> Let's go. I mean, I stole a bunch of your picks like right underneath your nose right there like yeah, right as you were about every... you're, you're reaching for them multiple times I, and
1: I'm like nope, I, was, I'm... I, I was I was trying to get maximum value I guess out of my picks so I kept waiting just too long. Waiting so, too long.
0: You just you're like, "Ah, they'll be available next round." Nope. <laughs>
1: So, uh, that's that. I'll be good. We're yeah. good. We got.
0: All right. So you know, before we close out on OCIC, is there anything else that you think that we need to mention um, when it comes to this international championship?
1: No, nothing comes to mind. Okay.
0: All right, well, with that being said, let's jump into the middle of the show, and let's jump into some trivia. It's, it's
1: time, time for trivia, trivia, trivia. All right, trivia, trivia, trivia. I got a good one for you All this right. time. right, let's go. Um, so I got a trainer card that I'm going to read you the text for, and uh spoiler it's actually in my riley deck so um, riley my riley deck yes is Uh, technically in there um but the trainer card reads heal 30 damage from up to two of your pokemon that have energy attached that is all that it says
0: Hmm. This is not a card that sees a lot of play so I'm not gonna, it's nothing rings a bell off the top of my head. It's not uh, emergency jelly I don't think. I think that's only one um and that's 20 damage I believe not 30. You said 30, right? Yeah. Um, 30. Is it maybe Aroma lady? Um I think that's some kind of heal effect. Um it's not Pokemon Center lady. you said trainer, so it can be an item, obviously. Um, Heal 30 damage. Heal 30 damage. Off to your Pokemon. And what was the rest of it after?
1: They have to have energy attached.
0: Mm -hmm. I mean, I feel like I've read this at some point, and then like, nope. And then it's just uh, in the back of my mind.
1: Who knows?
0: Can I get a hint? Is it a supporter item?
1: Uh, I, I can let you know that it is an item card. It's definitely an item card. Okay. And that and takes I my phone runner. I will say that it's from Vivid Voltage. Is it a Aroma? I
0: mean, I know Aroma. I, mean, I, I think that's still Vivid Voltage, but...
1: Aroma Lady is the supporter, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, I know. That. Um, Poop. I mean, I could sit here all day. I'm still just kind of trying to spitball this out
1: here. I thought I do all. Like my uh, my last hint is that it is food related.
0: Oh, something berry. It's uh like that quad berry or something like that. I can see the the fruit now. It has like kind of like a, a like a little middle area. Um, I forget the name of the berry. I don't know, but uh, or I don't know. No, it's not lucky popsicle. No, I don't know. I don't know. We'll give it up. Give just. Moo
1: Moo Cheese. Moo oh, Moo Cheese. Moo Moo Cheese. Heal 30 damage from up to two of your Pokemon that have energy attached.
0: I feel like I played this one uh, like that. Uh, the, the, what was his, the, what was that, that funny deck that always healed itself? Um, And it it's played old- like, yeah, Drake Desult. I feel like Drake Desult played Moo Cheese at some point. So I probably yeah. should have known this one.
1: Yeah, I might have. I don't remember Moo Cheese actually Maybe. ever seen it play, but uh I put it in there. Lucky Ice like uh, Lucky Ice Pop is a close second. Uh, uh I'm I'm running a silly deck, so it, it may may or may not be helpful. We'll, okay. we'll find out if that was a good
0: works. one. I mean I I wouldn't have got <laughs> Moo Cheese because I was thinking um Obviously, I was stuck on a Roma lady, and then I was thinking like lucky ice hop pop, but I knew that was like a flip a coin, so I, I couldn't think of anything else off the top of my head. But no, that
1: was a good one. Just Our- to uh <clears throat> just to uh fulfill the need. a, hero- a Roma lady is draw two cards if you do your active point Pokemon recovers from all special conditions.
0: Hmm. There is no
1: no healing. Okay,
0: okay. For some I don't know why I was stuck on that. Um, all right, I got one for you. Uh, this is a Pokemon that was standard legal per the usual. Uh So this is, uh, you know, Pokemon that this attack or ability belongs to. And today's standard Pokemon attack name is Flying Stomp. What?
1: How do you Flying Stomp? That doesn't... Oh, geez. Flying Stomp. Uh... So that me, I was like, is this a cult? Is this a flying Pokemon? Cause it's a flying stomp, but it's a stomp. So it might be a, like a ground Pokemon, but then they fly. Jeez. I'm have zero clue on this at all. Um, I, I'm, for some reason, I want to think it is like a fighting type, but a bird. Still, so the only fighting type, well, fighting slash ground type, the only fighting slash ground type that I know that is a bird is Aerodactyl. So Aerodactyl. You just go in there without any without any lifelines or anything. Uh, what's my first hit? What do I got? Colorless. One hit? Colorless. Flying Stomp. It's called, okay, so that opens up the Flying Pokemon, I guess. Um, That's way too many Flying Pokemon. Uh, it could be a Lugia. I don't know if they have Flying Stomp on that, on one of the Lugias. They could... There's always the Corva Squires. Korva Knights. I'm still at a loss.
0: All righty. Well, you wanted me to give it up then? Yep. Yep. Go ahead. I don't want to take too long. Of course, is this um, household name (laughs) of Rapid Strike Palucha? (laughs) He flies and he stomps.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Never seen that card before.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It it was, it was, um, what was the what was the set that Mew came out in? That was um t- 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 Fusion Strike. It came out on Fusion Strike. Yes. Yeah, everybody was, was clamoring for that card when it first came out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you got me good on that one. Let's go. All right. Well, that's it for trivia. It's time to go ahead and uh hear from our sponsors. The Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast is brought to you by Sports Car Junction. Located in the North Hills of Pittsburgh, Sports Car Junction is a one-stop shop for players and collectors with a wide variety of singles, supplies, packs, and boxes available in-store and online at sportscarjunction.com. Don't forget to check out our weekly league Mondays at 6 p.m. Okay, welcome back. And we are here as I dropped the ever so important uh, item. Well, I just to get another one, <laughs> so we're back because it is now time for the giving away of an ETB. And we had uh, a bunch of names put in a hat, and I was going to roll a die to see who wins, but I dropped it, so now I had to get another one because I can't find it now. But air. Er- fun of me not editing anything out but hey that's cool so uh we're got the names in the hat we got we we did our we did our keywords for the month so now we're gonna take pick the winner for this month which i've just rolled and our winner is dustin smith that is congratulations congratulations
0: I'll be sending out uh you know a DM to you to get your info. Um, and you know, we'll get that sent out to you. Um, ASAP. And you know, thank you for listening to our you know our podcast. And thank you for everybody that joined in again as the continuous of support um and you know that the the, you know, the community has shown. Uh so you know, we just uh love doing this. Um and just want to say thank you again for everybody that uh has been part of this with us. Yeah.
1: I I I I love doing these giveaways, so um, thanks for everyone participating and, and entering and, and listening. And thanks again, SportsCard Junction, for uh, allowing us to do these. Yep. All right. I think it's time to get into the news. It is time for the news. And we are uh, a little sparse on news this week. Just a couple cards revealed. Um, so nothing too big as uh, we're still we're still waiting, getting new cards to come out in uh, Japan's triple beat set. So we did get a Magikarp and Gyarados reveal. Um, you no know, Magikarp. Obviously, 30 HP Pokemon doesn't do anything crazy. Besides having a skill jump this time rather than just splashing around. Um, but the the Gyarados is that the Gyarados. Gyarados. I'm saying it wrong, I know. Gyarados. Uh uh, stage 1 Pokemon, 180 HP, obviously Water. Comes with two pretty nice attacks, I think. Uh, for Water and two colorless, Revenge Storm, 80 plus damage. If you have more prize cards remaining than your opponent, this attack does 100, 100 more damage. So 180 on a, on a attack if you have more prize cards remaining. And then for two Water and two colorless, Berserker Tackle, 200 damage, and then this Pokemon does 50 damage to itself. And then uh one of Gyarados's big things is his Retreat of 4, I will point out, too. So, Jake, what do we think about that? I mean, again, it's going to be a completely
0: different meta, and it's a little hard for me to wrap my head around it, especially um since I've been really focusing on Knoxville and not looking too much into the f- future. Um, The attacks do seem a little under you know powered um just for the meta that we're going to potentially be in but i do like um you know the 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 versatility from being able to go to you know this Magic magikarp into a single prize gyarados that gives you kind of different spreads or you know a a, a a ex pokemon uh the ex gyarados that you know we've already kind of talked about um so i do like that kind of versatility um, we'll work on Gyarados, maybe, maybe not. Uh, I, like I said, I think it still feels a little undervalued for me, or a little, um, you know, lackluster on the power. Um, but if you know, we have these kind of options for different Pokemon too. Um, I, you know, that's just a a you know a note in the right direction that something you know that we could talk about.
1: Yeah, yeah. I the that was basically going to be the one big note that I brought up is because we, we do have a Gerard, a, a Gyarados EX. Uh, being released in Scarlet and Violet so this could prevent a secondary option of rather than going into the EX staying in a single prize version and then being able to take out something uh of maybe uh, to stay even on a single prize trade or um, or to take like a I don't know a, a bigger knockout a, a, a different knockout on something weaker like a like aluminium or something that's still in format that the, you don't need the ex for
0: yeah for sure so um yeah like I said I think it's still maybe just not not quite up to snuff but still um you know
1: I like that you know there's different options yeah the amount of energy will be the big thing on is 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 there a way to uh to accelerate enough energy to for for the big guy to make these types of attacks so All right. That's about it for the news. That's Mm -hmm. all we really had. Uh... Let's get into the meat of
0: this episode's conversation. Right, And uh, thanks to you, you came up with this one because, you know, it is a a, a lighter week, uh, you know, other than going into OCIC. But, you know, most of these meta decks we've already talked to uh, in exhaust about. Um, So we wanted to kind of change it up a little bit. And Chuck, you came up with a really good idea.
1: Yeah, so... I, I we have about uh, one whole month yet before we get obviously the onset of Scarlet and Violet, and more importantly, rotation, which will be a big deal to the meta on top of Scarlet and Violet coming out. Um, so I wanted to look at like our current meta decks and just just kind of like plainly point out what cards they are going to be losing in rotation and and if decks have any kind of things that they can maybe adapt into them 100 so <clears throat> we might do this a couple uh times over the next few weeks because we have like i said a month before rotation and uh i decided to pick probably the top top two one of the, two of the top three to go over in lost box uh in general kind of i've i combined all of the archetypes um And then uh, Lugia slash Archaeops. And I'm getting most of the card data from Trainer Hill. So uh, basically, if it's appeared in a deck that has made a top 16, it'll be in Trainer Hill that it's been in the deck. So I will know if it's basically a card that will be losing from that archetype. So I figure we'll hit Lugia first. All right. Um, going over Lugia, there is actually quite a few cards that uh, it will lose. That you, I mean, beyond the obvious, because we all talk about how it's going to lose the energies. Which uh, the popular ones that we see in archetypes: uh, Aurora, Capture, the Heat Fire, the Hiding Dark, eh, the the Speed Energy, and the Powerful Colorless Energy. Those will all be rotating, right? Um, and then. Well, before we
0: move on, before we move on, I would say the two biggest energy losses that we have there is the powerful colorless and the and the Aurora. So the Aurora is definitely a card that helps have your utility attackers, your one prize attackers that really kind of nail home, you know, um, you know, being able to hit for different kind of weaknesses or different kind of matchups. But the powerful colorless is Lugia's main way to in you know damage modify its deck. So obviously there's choice belt uh, that could put it up to 250, uh, but you can't really stretch beyond that anymore without the powerful colorless um currently. So I think that's a huge those two energies specifically are a huge loss.
1: Yeah, those, those are those are the two big hits that I figured on the energy front that it would be they would be losing. Um, now, <clears throat> uh, I'll, we'll we'll come back to energy when we talk about what what it can do to adapt. I'm going to go, I'm going to switch over to uh, the the Pokemon, the Mons mm-hmm. that we'll be getting be rotating now too. Um, now, of the the top things that we see, uh, Evatol, amazing rare Ivitar, amazing rare Raikou, um, a Ranguru, and then uh, Crobat. I mean, some I have seen some very small percentage actually run Crobat still in the deck. So um, but those are things that will be out of the Lugia archetype after rotation that will not be able to be used. Now, the two big ones there are as the I, I would say is the Yvital and maybe the Raikou. I don't know how important that one is, but Yvital is the big one, but you're already losing the uh, Aurora energy as well. So it's kind of like a wash on both. Uh, but Yvital is that big, not that big character, but he takes the big knockout that, that the big HP boy, uh, if someone tries to wall up or something like that, that was the Pokemon that Luki had just used to get out of those situation right. because it was simple, straight KO. Yeah, so
0: from going with this powerful list that we're losing that, that really limits lugia's punching power um and then losing um you know the 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 energy you know the the rainbow energy or the aurora energy and uh the amazing rare yvatal is is a huge hit um not being able to, to take not instant knockouts um is it's going to hurt it uh so th- those are two huge losses Um, and not to understate a too, just being able to throw energies back in your deck if you have like a a weird clunky hand and you need to throw energy back in your deck to use Archaeop's ability. Um, So those Pokemon, you know, so now you have your consistency uh, is is a little lacking and, you know, your hitting power is just severely uh, underpowered to what we're used to right now. Um, so I do see a, a hard time for, you know, Lugia immediately to have um, a lot of success just off of those uh, main cards we've already talked about. And we haven't even talked
1: about items and trainers yet. Yeah. So moving into those, uh, into items and trainers, the big, the big, the big ones I had on the list that I saw, um, uh, we have Quick Ball, obviously going away. Uh, Evo Incense is a big, a big one, one for this. Um, and then uh for tra- uh, supporters, uh, I mean, we all know Marnie's going. So, I mean, that's a kind of a wash, I think, because if you really want to place it, you can just use Judge. And then Bird Keeper also is uh rotating, which is not that necessarily parallelization will become a big thing, but it was its big defense against parallelization. So not that there's other, not other options, but. Right, yeah, but it's not searchable. It. It's not searchable uh it's not
0: searchable um specifically with like a quick or well a uh, pokemon search uh, like you could yeah. right now with luminion that's like the big um reason people played bird keeper because you, you know if you didn't have your it. professors or whatever to find like, a switch or something like that which you don't play currently um but you would just have a, a pokemon search out to get to get that plus you draw cards and and kind of go from there so um uh, bird keeper
1: is going to be a a big loss for the deck as well yeah so that was um, that was all of them that we I I've, that are going to be lost in rotation um, that have appeared in like I said decks that have finished at least in top sixteens over the course of the meta since Silver Tempest released. So I was uh, looking and doing a quick discussion on things that you can kind of throw in as replacements. So obviously the quick ball and the Evo incense are going away, and those are big items. Because they work to Lugia's favor, in that the Evo incense is getting the Archeops, that and then Quick Ball, and we, we'll still have Ultra Ball, but uh, Quick Balls will, we're helping get Archeops into the discard. Mm-hmm. So you'll be losing one of those options. Um, so our replacement, we're getting Nest Ball back. Uh, so is that a good? It's replacement not a good it?
0: replacement in this specific deck, no, because you're still. I mean, you're still going to have the consistency to find the Pokemon you want, basic Pokemon you want that you would find in quick ball. You're just never going to get the effect of the discard. Um, And it also helps with Luminion as well, or hurts with Luminion uh, because you're going to have to throw it straight on the bench. So you're not going to get it from, put it from hand to, to, um, to the board. So then you're, you're, you're losing that uh, effect on, you know, the,
1: um, yeah, yeah, of the ability. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I wanted to point that out because that would be a lot of people's automatic kind of like, oh quick ball, put in nest ball. So nest ball is kind of a downgrade here for multiple reasons. Um mm-hmm. uh, I, I, I would be remiss if we don't bring up capturing aroma, which is currently out. Is that something that can work in here or I, no? I mean
0: it depends. I, I don't think in this deck, I mean obviously we saw um what do we, who do we see? Uh, Andrew Hedrick win with Lugia with that and it actually rolling uh, what you want. Uh, I'm not sure I'm sold on that. Uh, just, I mean, it, it is probably a, a better option than not having it at all um, because you don't have evil in anymore. So there's just another version there. Um, it's just, you know, obviously it's a 50-50 that you're going to get the card you want. Um I, I don't just feel be, like it's like a mainstay you must have it um which I just feel like this deck is going to come from S tier and then like fall from graces into like the C to maybe B tier at least off the hop.
1: Yeah. Well, those are the yeah, and I, I want to point out too that I think with with uh, Andrew Hedrick's deck the the aroma that he had in there was a was the like an extra search card like he had you had the four of Evo, you had the four quick ball and the four ultra ball, which is your uh, was 612? And then, yeah. there's four more or something else, I think. Too. Uh, VIP, the VIP pass? or is it VIP pass? Is the I other think he had there? VIP? Um, it was no, like no, the, no, that's not VIP. No, sorry, I'm sorry, that's wrong. It, it was like that extra one, like mm. you get one more of everything because it's, it's, you can do either or yeah so he decided was, to put
0: the, the 61st uh card in the deck instead you know so
1: yeah uh, and it paid yeah, off it for him
0: but uh i i don't think if you have to rely on it constantly that you're gonna like that card especially in lugia
1: yeah so um i wanted to also talk maybe about how how this deck may be able to adapt itself after mm-hmm. uh after rotation so um we talked so the big thing is that it's losing a lot of the special energies that it currently uses
0: it's um, kind of losing its whole identity identity um yeah. uh, other than the energy uh acceleration portion of it
1: yeah so um I was pointing out that there are a lot of current uh special energies it can still use not that we even know uh that may still even come out um so, well, I mean, there's V-Guards, there are Gift Energies, there's Lucky Energies, there's Treasure Energy. Uh, I mean, obviously, all of these are more colorless. So, uh, is there a world where it becomes just a colorless, kind of like a colorless um, deck? I
0: I don't know. I don't think at least going into, you know, the rotation, we're going to see a lot of colorless love um, as far as, the, you know, that kind of fit into this deck. I feel like if Lugia was going to survive in the short term, um, you know, before any other cards are revealed, it might be going down the single strike Urshifu route. Um, that, having the energy, I was gonna uh, say, single strike is- because you're using the single strike and then you can recoup it right back with the um, with the is it the lantern? Uh, no, it's the the urn of vitality. Uh, so you, uh, you gotta be careful there though, because that's four energies you absolutely can't put on Lugia. <laughs> So Lugia just kind of becomes secondary potentially, Um, although there is still colorless energies you can use there. um, They're kind of that that kind of opens up the 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 path for single strike potentially, but I'm not sure if I want to rely on single strike in this world. um, You know, having a three prizer on Uh, the the one big reason why Lugia currently sees a lot of success is because it has a two-Prizer, and a bunch of one-Prizer attackers, then you're jumping to a three-Prizer. Doesn't feel great.
1: A three-Prizer with a, a weakness to one of the top three decks in the format. So, right. Um, yeah, I, that, that's basically, we hit home on the, I think, on a lot of the big points about what is happening to Lugia and Archeops uh, when rotation happens. Uh, we talked about the cards that it's losing, mainly the big, the big energy, and then it doesn't really have a lot of cool things to replace it with right now. Mm. Single strike looking like the biggest question mark on maybe, maybe being helpful, unless, um, well, we didn't really see anything in Scarlet Violet unless something else comes down the line that brings it back. All right. Well, I guess I'll be, unless. Is there anything else you want to say about Lugia and Arceus before I move on? Uh, again, before n- not really knowing many of the
0: single uh, prize Pokemon that potentially may her- help it, um, you know, in the short term, uh, we do we are gaining. I forget the the special energy, but that new rainbow energy that provides any color, uh, but only one time. Um, that might be a card that you might see so- in in the deck, but again. Um, that would ha- probably not just because if you put a second uh, energy on there with Archeops ability, then that's automatically just a colorless. Um, so yeah. maybe after saying that
1: out loud, it doesn't sound too good. Yeah. I'm not sure in, in a world I want to say it could be possible, but I don't know how you would play that and it actually be a rainbow energy for you.
0: Just a Zard, <laughs>
1: just for Zard. Yeah. Yeah, just for Zard. Um, which it would work. I mean, it would make him still work. So, I mean, you could put one or two in there, and then it's still a colorless energy for you. So, it may be in there still, uh, just so the Zard still works. Right. So, all right. Um I'm gonna move on to the second archetype and I'm do lost zone. Um now. I, like I said, I use the top two archetypes at the moment, so that would be um, just the Lost Zone, like the box with Sableye and such, and then the uh, Lost Zone with Rayquaza. Mm-hmm. So, and it covers a lot of... It, it kind of covers Kyogre as well. Yeah. So, um, the, the, the big thing uh, that you see losing, uh, we'll start with the Pokemon in this one because that's maybe one of the bigger categories of th- the amount of things it's losing, uh, What go into this. Now, obviously, the amazing rares are all going away, which is what the Lost Zone has been kind of taking advantage of, too, along with Lugia. So it's losing right. Rayquaza, um, uh, the Kyogre, the Raikou. Um, I've seen it use Ishii too, two. Um, and then... Other thing, other Pokemon that have uh, appeared in the deck that you might see a Ranguru, um, the Galarian Zigzagoon for math fixing. Zig is and huge then, in that deck. Uh, yeah, and and Zeraora, which has been more of a depending on how you build it, uh, the the lightning hitter or a free retreater mm. kind of thing. It's a, it was a low percentage, but it, it was in there, so I wanted to include it. Um, so those, those are the big mods you're losing. Um, basically the big heavy hitters that are currently, the, that aren't V-Pokémon. Right. Uh, so, so if
0: I, I, it's it's tough because, um, you know, a lot of success is because uh, Lost Box is a one-prize deck uh, that can hit hard or can hit you in multiple ways. Or, you know, just doing that ping damage for, um, you know, easy damage like Sableye uh, getting to there. Um I feel like Lost Box still has a potential to survive. It's just going to look completely different. Uh, especially in the Pokemon front. Um, Rayquaza is no longer gonna be able to go up and up and over things or just take those big one shots because it's leaving. Um it, like I said with Sableye, is gonna stay. Uh, but you know, there are cards that are gonna affect that we're losing that's gonna affect that. Um it's a, it's same thing goes for Cramorant, which he's gonna stay, but uh, you know, using him is gonna be a little less consistent. Um, and then you, you know, another one that we were talking about that we're gonna probably lose or we're losing is um the Kyogre, obviously setting up that checkmate at end of games um uh, pretty huge. Uh so that whole archetype's going away. Um so I, I think Lost Box still has a chance to be at least among the top uh, contenders of, of decks. Uh, but it's definitely going to look different, especially in the Pokemon, um, in the Pokemon attackers.
1: Yeah, I feel like the the heavy hitters or the the guys that really have uh, niche attacks that have been making kind of Lost Box, like kind of like chug along, are going to be the ones that leave. Uh, so they're going to be left with the, the old faithfuls that kind of started Lost Box back in the Lost Origin era. Mm. Um, and then, uh, maybe if possible, if we see any kind of other adaptations come in too. Yeah. Um, before we move on to items and energies and all that
0: stuff, um, Pokemon wise, if it's going to see at least short-term success, I think it's going to be Garantina V, uh, V-Star, um, the deck or the card is so, it's so versatile because it, it can still do what we were kind of talking about with Lugia. With the with the um Yvital taking the instant KOs plus um it, you know hitting for was it 270?
1: 280.
0: 280 um is a really good number. So it, it can one-shot a lot of things. Um so the deck still has the potential to stay around because Lugia or I'm sorry, Garatina is really good. If you have a backup attacker and Sableye or Cramorant that's still gonna be around, um you can pick up like uh, Pokemon that are like smaller that you're not like, um, having such a, a huge energy cost for. Um, like I said, though, it's just gonna be a little bit different. Um, but I think that deck definitely has a potential to stick around and be, you know, top dog or at least close to it. Yeah, I don't think it's yeah. as big of a drop off as like the Lugia Pokemon. Lugia Pokemon right now is making that deck fall further from the top than uh, Lost Box is gonna fall. I think it's gonna be yeah. a shorter fall. I think it's gonna be a fall. I just think it's going to be a shorter
1: fall. Yeah. um, Mainly why it's going to be a fall is the loss of some key item cards, which you're going to go over, but the core of the deck is kind of still there. It's just whether it's going to change a little bit how it plays and how it's built slightly. Mm -hmm. Lugia kind of has to change its face. Um, uh, Like we were talking about what it even attacks with and how Mm -hmm. it even goes about attacking. This kind of going to work the same, but we're going to change some of the item cards because there's a there's a few key ones that we're losing. Just um, one that's really key. <laughs> well, a couple, I guess. There's a couple. Um so this big one is scoop up net. Uh the way to the e- the nice easy way to reset those flower selecting so you can do more than a couple per turn. Uh the quick ball, um obviously going to I don't think um, that's
0: the quick ball. I don't think it's going to be as big a deal cuz I think nest ball is pretty okay <laughs> in this deck. You don't really need to discard yeah. things. Uh, It's not like Lugia where you need to discard um, Archeops or whatever. So I think that actually is between quick ball
1: and nest ball. uh, It's actually a plus for lost box um, compared to the loss there. The lost box wasn't necessarily looking to discard it. Just quick ball was efficient uh, and they usually had something they could discard. So Mm -hmm. not having to discard is actually going to be just as good. And most of the time, if you were searching for something, it was going to the bench anyway, and you're not relying on the bench stability like like aluminion. Mm-hmm. Uh the other two cards, three, three cards, uh training court it was one. Um if you kind of ran it, uh uh air balloon and then uh ordinary rod, which uh ordinary rod's gonna hurt air, <laughs> air balloon and ordinary rod is gonna hurt a little bit. Um uh ordinary rod depending on what Pokemon you mm. need to recur. Um uh it could hurt. Um so, because you can't easily grab necessarily a, a cramorant or a I don't know, some other kind of main attack yeah, you if, might be using. If use, you're like going Garatina,
0: like yeah, that. Yeah, for, for Garatina deck specifically, I don't think maybe O-Rod's not as big of a deal. Um because you could still use the rescue the rescue, what was it? Uh uh. Rescue. Yeah, to get to get uh, the confies back now, you're not going to be able to get the uh, caramerants back currently because it's too high of HP. Uh, so you might want to play an extra copy there or something like that. Um, but the balloon, the balloon, I don't think is a, he, like that huge of a deal because of the new stadium beach court coming out. So it's a pseudo pseudo the same kind of deal. Yeah. Um, I think that the biggest different, uh, the biggest hurt to Lost Box um Is that scoop up net? Is is the ability to restart the flower selecting and then do it again, and then restart it and do it again? How many times have we saw flower selecting scoop net, flower selecting scoop of net, flower selecting? Um, really being able to do that. So being able to one a manage your bench, having it smaller so you don't have a ton of confies on there, a ton of liabilities, especially going into the meta where, um, some of these baby Pokemon might be uh you know cannon fodder here, um. And two, just being able to, you know, cycle those abilities, like I said, um, and really have a consistent uh, basis to get uh, four, five, six plus um, cards in your loss zone uh, on your first turn. Uh, so that's a huge hit, although I think there are a couple cards that you might see. You'll see more switch cards, um, you know, because you're going to still probably have to clog up your bench a little bit more. Um, but you'll also probably see, uh, more lost vacuums, um, in the, in the sense of trying to lost vacuum your own stadiums or tools just to be able to, um, add to the last box. If you're trying to go turbo and go fast and get that like turn one, four, um, off or anything like that, um, obviously Colrus is going to be a huge play into that as well. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be a little bit slower overall, um, but like I said, I think the meta is gonna slow slow down, so that might not necessarily hurt Lost Box as much. Although, just scoop up met is is still just is a pretty big loss for the deck.
1: Yeah. So, going over uh, going over like replacement cards, we actually touched on a lot of the the ones that I really wanted to bring up. Uh, the main thing was that recovery because you tend to like burn resources when you're going through the deck as you're playing. Um, not only burn them, like put them in the lost zone, but you might have to discard something that you need. So you're going to end up recurring it later. That's where ordinary rod kind of came in handy, but you you can really run recycler. The energies was the one thing that you really kind of want to bring back that you were burning a lot of with Greninja. Uh, you can do recycler and get energies back. Uh, and then the rescue carrier for the smaller Pokemon, which works for Sableye still right uh, i still is the o-rod that. even without the pokemon just the energy is there
0: because that's yeah. um depending if you played <laughs> court but like generally you'd play two rod two two energy recyclers so that's four energy and not even the pokemon itself but just that's four energy recycling cards that you could put back into your your uh into your hand or into your um into your deck so um obviously the deck's going to look different especially if you're playing garatina it's not maybe as energy starved,
1: uh, but still. Um yeah. I like how yeah, I, mean, I I think recycler is gonna be a thing. I the new the the special the super energy retrieval, I don't think is someone that you're gonna find useful because you don't want energies in your hand in Lost Box. You want them in your deck. No, so, you want
0: that Mirage Gate to be able to get them out yeah. of your deck. So um um yeah, I mean it still might be a card that you want to play depending on, you know, cards that come out in the future as well. But, um, yeah, like in the short term, I think Lost Box is still going to be
1: pretty okay. Yeah, yeah. And then we said Nest Ball is going to be a good replacement for Quick Ball. And then the new stadium, the Beach Court, which you had brought up too, is going to be a good uh, way to, you know, get a free retreat on comp base. So looking at ways to kind of make adapt- adaptations potentially to to the Lost Box, uh, you brought up, you know, obviously Giratina is coming back to the fold into the deck. Um, I was uh, going to pose the question mark of maybe maybe more Thorntons because they tend to run a, a lot of basic Pokemon. So if you lose it rather than having to recur it with a with a rod of some sort. you just I go love it a one of
0: Thornton um, when the when Lost Origins first came out and, you know, playing some uh, some of these Giratina decks. Uh, going into that 1k, uh, here locally, I won three straight games, three straight matches in a row because of a late game Thornton. Uh, to get into a you know, into a Garatina, then uh, to evolve, uh, to Garatina V Star, and then you know, maybe just one Mirage Gate, and boom, you're done. You're like, you went from uh, nothing there to a fully grown up V V V Max V Star. Um, pokemon so i think thornton is definitely a card to consider if you're going to play um you know, you're gonna play uh Garatina or really any of these pokemon uh that evolve in the future because um love that love that card um i, I don't think you want to play a four or a four of but definitely as a one of tech it's it's a great uh great tech card
1: I, I was thinking maybe it, it hits maybe a two of at, the, at this time. I mean, just, you might want to use it a little bit more. Maybe not. Uh, and then you also brought up, I think we'll see a little bit more uses of other things that we haven't seen that uses the Lost Zone. Now, Lost Vacuum is one that we've seen a lot, uh, but maybe you get more Lost Vacuums. Maybe Banette makes a play uh, because it does toss two Pokemon into the Lost Zone uh, by doing that evolution to get a supporter from your discard might be handy. Uh, yeah, if, yeah, if uh, that's another color. way to get that. That
0: um, there. And so it, if you b- evolve to, into a Banette, you can get uh,
1: Colress, and then boom, boom that's that's poor right yeah. there. And, and even it might not. You might do that. Just not. You don't. Don't even necessarily need to Colress that turn. It's just you're putting two cards in the loss zone. That's what you're just accelerating it uh, differently into the to the loss zone. So. And um, as you were
0: you're bringing that up, though, like, even though this is not nearly as cool as a play you just brought up, but like with Thornton, couldn't you theoretically have a confi uh, that used its ability on the bench and then you Thornton into another confi and then you just reset its ability? Uh, that's a hard question. Because I think that's a brand new Pokemon card because you're you're replacing <clears throat> it, right?
1: Uh, I'd have to read the rules on Thornton because I don't know if it has to be a different Pokemon,
0: or maybe I'm not sure. Uh, it's just something that came to mind. Uh, not that I've been really hard thinking about this.
1: Yeah, I I don't I've never thought about that using Comfy to go to another Comfy, but if you you could flower select and go to a different Pokemon that has a different ability and definitely use it. Yeah, but I don't. Um, not sure on that one. I'd have to look at the rules reference. The, That's the fine. Compendium. No, yeah, yeah. I think that. that, I I was going to say that those are my adaptations that I thought were really uh, worth talking about. So those are the two kind of most popular deck archetypes. Uh, Is there any other things that you want to talk about when it comes to Lost Zone at the moment? No, I think you know it's going to be it's going to look a little
0: different. Like we said, it's going to lose the attackers that it's currently enjoying. Um, It's going to lose the scoop up net, which is huge. Um, but it's going to, you know, it's going to be fine with the Pokemon search, it's going to be fine with Colrus because that's still staying around. It's just a matter of bench space and how many confies you're going to put down and how consistent you can get that off to start. If it's going to be anything like a traditional Lost Box currently, um, like I said, you know, earlier, I think Lost Box is going to have a little bit of a hit, but I think it's definitely going to stay competitive and at least stay in that at, at the minimum I think at, like a B plus tier probably A tier deck Um, when we've seen Lugia probably drop a lot further um, at least
1: in the short term yeah uh, I agree with you on that I think it has attackers that can It it's not currently using that can come back to the fold with other things leaving the meta as well the speed of Lugia being one of them that uh Caratina could come out to play a little bit more uh and maybe even some other Pokemon but uh I think the general slowdown the the onus on the loss zone I think will turn into getting cards into the loss zone like how can you uh do that effectively without the the resetting of flower selecting which we've known to use right basically yeah
0: right well, I can't wait to see this meta Obviously, I can't wait for uh, Knoxville for me, uh, you know, in the the coming up tournaments. But I'm also excited and uh, nervous about the, you know, what the meta is going to look like come rotation time.
1: Yeah, I'm excited for it. I'm excited to see what happens. Um, So I'm excited for rotation. Uh, You have Knoxville coming. So we still have we still have a lot to look for pre-rotation because you have, like you said, Knoxville to look at. I have uh, Fort Wayne looking at, at next uh, for me. Mm-hmm. Kind of, I would still like to go to Knoxville too, but that's probably not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, yeah, that's yeah. still a lot to still lots of Pokemon to play before we get in there. But you know, it's not bad to look ahead at just what what you're going to be having to cut out of stuff, and then maybe you kind of figure out replacements. So, yep.
0: we are inching ever closer. So it, it is time um especially if you don't have any big major events uh to really start honing in on you know what the meta is going to look like um with these uh you know tried and true meta decks um and then even just you know new decks and archetypes that are going to come around uh with you know the new cards that are popping up and just one last thing to you know just with rotation is you know the cards that are sticking around and surviving even if they're older cards um and I know we've kind of talked about this in the past. Um reread them because that from you know a card that might not be good right now in this meta um might have the door wide open for it because of what we're losing. Uh so it might really just boost that up. So um go into it with an open mind and don't just think, oh, hey, this card's garbage. Um, a lot of cards are gonna be that in the in that range, but um nothing hurts reading the card a second and third time um, you know, in preparation for the new meta to come.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, rotation is basically taking a like a a grenade to the current meta, where you can go back and kind of see what what other what things are left, and and can it work? Can it work right now? So yeah,
0: yeah. All right. Well, I think that's gonna do it for us this week. Um, thank you, everybody, again for hanging us uh, hanging on with us until the end of the episode. Um, so if you want to hang out with us on our after hours, talk a little Last of Us. Um, You could do that after our outro. But if not, thank you again for hanging out with us and talking some Pokemon. And we'll uh, see you guys next week.
1: Thanks again for listening to the Pittsburgh Pokemon Podcast. Uh, As always, if you could do us and future listeners a favor and leave us a like, a rating, or a review on whatever your podcast platform of choice is, it goes a long way to helping out the pot. Plus, Jake, where can you reach us
0: directly? Yeah, you can get me at Penux one on Twitter, as well as Chuck at WatchWhimsy. You can also reach us on Twitter for the whole Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast at PitPokeyPod. Thanks again, guys
1: and gals. We will see you all next time.
0: See you later. All right, Chuck. This is the After Hours. Last of Us, episode five? Uh, five. Already? Five? Halfway through? um yeah the season yeah so it it was uh it didn't disappoint this was a a really good mid uh series finale or whatever you want to call it uh you know the end of kansas city uh there was a lot to unpack here um you know from the the changes between um sam and henry uh, to a little bit of the changes with just the story and then the ending of that episode, um, you know, from the big battle to you know, inside the motel, uh, there's a lot to unpack here. Uh, so where do you want to start?
1: Uh, uh I don't even know, there is so much to talk about. Uh, really, the I just I, I'm gonna give them a high five two thumbs up, whatever. I really enjoyed the Pittsburgh sequence in the game played out in Kansas City on TV show over two episodes. I think they did uh, a fairly good, uh, a really good job of kind of giving us a little bit more look and feel into what actually happened in into that quarantine zone. And uh still giving us like the nuggets the stuff that we liked that right. i liked in the game uh of that this doesn't necessarily portray or uh come to tv that well um because like the call-de-sac sniper scene like that's all the way at the end of the episode but the call to sac sniper scene was a really cool action sequence in uh the video game which they recreated for tv and i think they did pretty pretty cool uh pretty well uh and then uh we they they brought the sewers out i, I know I brought it i brought that up uh yeah. last week that's i the first yeah. thing i thought of when uh, they went down there and saw that
0: uh, where they that community was living um in that whole sewer scene i thought of you i was like they brought yeah. it out they did a good job with that portion of it they brought uh you know showed another way of how people were surviving um and it really kind of let uh, us really get to um you know get to see that that innocence between the two kids um sam and ellie um just being able to kind of be kids in that moment uh in this apocalypse apocalypse you know world uh you know that quickly turned around uh in in the negative
1: yeah. yeah and uh the nod to they still had the the note on the wall with Ish. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did like that that story that in the game was told through notes that you picked up. Like it was all through things that you pick up. And obviously, I think they said at the, the in the end of the episode, like after, behind the scenes, like they were like we could do a whole bottle episode on on Ish, but it just wouldn't make sense as much as it would like we did with Bill and Frank. Right. Uh, uh, so but they really gave a good nod to like, I, they applied it where it needed to Like you. What we went there, they saw that this is things that happened in, in, in the, the world as it was 20 years. Yeah. Uh, it was there. Um, let's, let's go back to the kind of the beginning. We get to re meet Henry and, and Sam. Uh, they obviously have a couple of different changes. From the game, Sam Mm. is a big change. Sam is deaf, but uh, I I thoroughly like that change. Uh, Not that it was a big deal. Uh, It just adds to the effect of how Sam depends on Henry. Yep. Uh, So uh, I thought that was a cool change. Uh, And uh, they definitely made more Henry. uh, Henry a much more of a uh not what's word not not he's not a fighter he's not a uh, yeah guy he's definitely that, not
0: uh, he's just trying to get out there like even in the episode he was you know when they when they ended last episode having ellie and, and joel at gunpoint um we find out that you know the the guns were empty and that was you know that was the closest thing he's ever done to come to violence at that point um yeah. so he's definitely not a fighter he's just trying to Um, survive in his own way and to protect his brother um, and, you know, really shield him from the world that they're in. Um, And it really shows um, in multiple different aspects of that from him, you know, really making that, you know, him try to feel comfortable in that, in that basement or the attic drawing on the walls, really distracting him from what's going on outside uh, and really, like making his world smaller, and and just focus on you know those those kind of little moments in 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 life.
1: Yeah, he definitely was protecting him in his way, but still being honest with him when he needed to be. Um. Yeah, I, I like the the changes. I, I I think the episode progressed great. They when the 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 Henry like the need for Henry. Henry sees Joel, and as a it's a person that can get him out of this town, like he he can't get out on his own because he doesn't know how to survive. It's like he doesn't like kill and fight and things like that. But Joel, he sees Joel uh, because we saw like basically the 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 ambush happen from Henry's eyes, and he sees it. Joel get out of it, and he sees Joel as someone who can get him out of the town. And, and get him and Sam to safety. So I like that play up because we get to see that aspect of it rather than just kind of bumping into Henry and Sam. And then, you know, they're part of the team. We're going to team up and get out of this town. Right. Right. Uh, what did you think of the, the added backstories of, of, you know, Kathleen and, and the free people of Kansas city. Um, I mean, I, I like
0: the fact that, you know, they're trying to humanize, um, you know, the enemy is showing different points of view um, and all that stuff. Honestly, I, I just don't, I didn't really feel for Kathleen as a character too much, one way or another. She was just kind of there as, like, to me, is almost just like a subplot that almost took away from there, but obviously uh, took away from the, you know, the main story but not quite because obviously it showed that there was a relationship between Sam and there's some some kind of looming danger there. We ultimately paid off at the end of the episode. Uh, but overall, I just felt like that. Um, like she was kind of like a poor leader and she was just hell bent on revenge um, and wasn't thinking of the best of the people. Plus, you know, the group itself, uh, you know, take over the QC um, and then become way worse than the people that were ruling them. Uh, at least in yeah. my eyes, so I just feel like, you know, th- they weren't any better, and they almost just a- as a, it didn't necessarily push the story along exactly how I would like to. Uh, but I mean, I understand why they did it. Uh, and I don't think it took it, it hurt the episode overall because I think it was still my favorite
1: episode. Yeah, I I mean I like that they give the story. I think they did a lot of things to show the world and how. Like when this happened, like the people, it's cyclical. When you get, you know, like I think Henry says it in the episode when you're raped and tortured and murdered for twenty years or ten years, the first chance you get, you do it right back worse. Mm-hmm. So, um, you see, you see that it just becomes like cyclical in these 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 quarantine zones of things like that, uh, and the people are just maybe more or less worse than what. Just as bad, if not worse, than what they were beforehand. They're just the ones in charge now. Yeah. Uh, so you really have to start seeing – you can see it like outside the point of like someone really has to break the cycle. And you can almost tell that Perry kind of wanted to because mm-hmm. uh, he kept uh, the the big guy with the beard – he kept wanting to be like, hey, I think we got some other things to worry about, because as as they we found out throughout the episode uh, that Fedra was actually doing its job of keeping the infected away. Yeah, uh, they put them all on, they got them all on the underground, and then <laughs> uh, the the free people got free, and then didn't do anything to keep them at bay, which is what Perry we saw. Perry kept going like, we should like do something about this. Yeah. Uh, and it came back to bite them. So they, they, the 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 hell bent vengeance that Kathleen was on, uh, basically sealed their fate a little right. bit. When you so let's shoes. let's talk a little bit
0: about that. So they 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 do get in. You know they do, they don't take care of the infected like they should, um, and obviously you know there's a conflict between you know the our our main characters and and these marauders ultimately is broken up uh from with with the infected coming out from under underground so there's uh runners clickers bloaters um and we it's all hell just like that action sequence um varied from the game cuz once you get outside the city um, once you get to that uh you know the the sniper I mean, there are some infected and whatnot, and there are some, um, you know... Uh,
1: you end up fighting both back and forth.
0: You do fight both, but it's not quite the same. It's more, this is more like a battle royale, and you're just trying to get out of there while they're almost just completely forget about you, you know, and they're not really focused on you in the game, at yeah. least.
1: But this, this definitely shows you, this was a nice, like, kind of, uh, especially because we haven't really seen it, like, We've seen like the scary, like, uh, scary movie esque with the clickers and the and the small spaces. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. In episode two, but this was the this was like the 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 shock and awe of what could what bad things are actually out there. Right, and you get like horde of zombies coming at you, and just the sheer like damage they can bring. Right, and. Yeah. It's, it's amazing that was the they first
0: survived time. in the first place. <laughs>
1: yeah, uh, it's amazing that anyone kind of, like you really see how how quickly it can fall uh, because of how quickly they just come and, and tear over everything. Yeah, and it's real crazy. I mean, it becomes real crazy. But like as I was saying, like if this was maintained by the people of the the, the free people of Kansas City, which are no longer there now, the dead people of Kansas City. Uh, they wouldn't have this problem, but hey, because uh, you... Pittsburgh's better. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I just you play silly games, you get silly prizes. So, right, uh, they got the the big prize at the end. Um, and, and I mean, it is it is funny that uh, I did like the. I don't know if you caught it, uh, the the whole thing with the, the Sam and uh, Kathleen and Henry's because, you know, Kathleen or Sam sold out, not Sam, Henry sold out Kathleen's brother to get Sam medicine to keep him alive, which then right. Kathleen's brother got tortured and killed by the Fedra. So that's why she's hot on revenge. But, but like, there's like a line, like he's just a kid and like, she's like, kids die all the time right and then ultimately it's a kid clicker that gets her yeah i did so, notice that
0: that, that it, it was kind of cool that that kind of happened uh the way it did
1: yeah so like her blase attitude or her lack of empathy for have,
0: children <laughs> yeah
1: her inability to like empathize and, and do anything just kind of really all comes back full circle on her at the the end. It definitely did. So uh, in terms of all of that, I enjoyed that episode and then uh, we didn't even talk about the motel scene yet, but uh, there's a big not a big change, but only one little change that I'm going to detail in that they actually that uh, so spoiler Sam gets bit in this foray. But hides it in the game, he hides it completely. But he actually and then turns, yeah. and then turns overnight <clears throat> as they are uh sleeping off this battle. Uh but in this in the show, see so he 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 confides this injury within to Ellie because they really bond. And this like ultimately hit me a little bit more because Ellie yeah. Ellie really wants to be the savior she knows she's got something special with her like she thinks she's special and she wants to heal this guy and she thinks this kid she thinks that her blood is special enough she does that whole thing cuts her hand and then rubs her blood on his wound she's like it's special it'll heal you it's medicine right and she really believes that she's gonna save him keep him alive save yeah. him uh and it uh, it doesn't you
0: yeah it, it definitely yeah. hit me harder um with her um you know trying to be that savior the hero um and then ultimately you know after reflecting you know obviously um he turns and attacks her um and she knows that that's no she is not as special i mean she's special but she's not as special or the cure-all that she was hoping to be um and then ultimately uh obviously um Sam has to be put down but like just the disappointment and the hurt on Ellie's and uh, for not being able to follow through or come through um to save the friend that she's made
1: yeah I mean the, the added hurt on her face because of that added interaction the added hurt on that you start to see in Joel because he's seeing it that he's starting to give a shit about Ellie excuse me give give, a, give give care about ellie and then and and just like he's realizing there's emotions there and he doesn't want to do that either and just the the ultimate i mean henry gets me and like messes with my mind in that whole scene because he just can't comprehend what he ends up having to do mm-hmm. which you guys watch the episode and watch it yourself uh because it just breaks me down every time thinking about it yeah because you lose your whole world in that moment so right Uh, it's it's one of the most
0: i wouldn't say the most but it's one of the most heartbreaking moments in the show um (laughs) in the video game um in the story um just having to um you know kill your brother just to be able to save you know people um from, from an infected. Cause at that point, you know, he's dead already. Um, uh, but you're the one that stops him from moving. So it's, 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 it's not a, a, of it's, it's not a pretty scene there. Um, and I, you know, it definitely hits on the emotion strings because, you know, just ha- it, having anybody to care for in life, um, and imagine having to do that is just, is, it's heartbreaking and devastating just to think about. So,
1: um, yeah. Uh, it definitely hits hard. It, it hits hard and they definitely did well with it. It definitely was done well to the point of where it was in the video game. and hit me the same way. Um, it's just, it's really hard when you try and, you know, put yourself in, in their shoes or, you know, empathize with the characters. So, I mean, that was one of the things that I really was hoping was done well. And it was, yeah. so, I'm still super excited about the series and how much more further it can go. Um, I'm excited to see where they head next out into the wild west. Um, So,
0: yeah, uh, it's gonna be great. It's gonna if it follows along. um, There's there's more adventure and there's more heartbreak along the way. Um, But um, I mean, I'm looking forward to it uh hopefully it it stays soon uh you know close to it and we can get the same winter experience or the same feel for winter as we did in the game
1: yeah yeah i'm curious of where they jumped to because this is where in the game we had a bigger jump Mm -hmm. space-wise we went from pittsburgh to what like Jackson,
0: uh, yeah. Well, no, it was still Wyoming. It it it's pretty close. Jackson is yeah. r- really close to, um, wherever they said it was in the game. I thought
1: it was Jackson in the game. Jackson yeah. was it Jackson, uh, Wyoming? Or, I think. It was, is it in Jackson, Wyoming, or is it Jackson, different state over? I'm not, I thought it was the same,
0: but I, I could be wrong. I'm not 100%. I can't. Remember.
1: But it was just a big jump of space. So I was yeah. curious if they do anything because we're now in, like, Missouri. So we just got to cross Kansas and all that fun place. So Yeah. Which I'm interested if they show even show any of it. Like, is there anything we even see in the farmland of the U.S.? after a pocus, pocus uh, it's still like just well. it's just
0: still flat roads and boring just like driving through kansas it sucks <laughs>
1: <laughs> so they said there might be why wa- they're walking this one so yeah
0: oh man that's you don't want to watch that <laughs> i've driven through this state it's horrible <laughs> walking through i can't I, even imagine
1: well I'm, I'm i'm good with the training montage and then of just getting there no,
0: yeah yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> All right, I uh, I think that's gonna do it for us this week. Thank you guys again for hanging out with us on the the after hours portion. Talking last of us, I can't wait for next week. Um, and then stay tuned again for Pokemon. Uh, you know, OCIC is finishing up this week, uh, and then we have a little bit more, a few more regionals coming up. Uh, so again, thank you guys for hanging out with to end. Um, uh, and we'll talk to you guys later.